What's going on, guys? It is Monday Madness. I'm your host, Anthony. Thank you for tuning in to the Culture Jack Podcast. Today, I got something kind of special, a little different. I uh, This is uh, recording number two, my first one. I'm going to back burner for now. So this would be take two. Before I dive into that, though, how was your weekend? I'll tell you a little bit about mine. It was uh, very good. Spent uh, some time with the family, got uh, some stuff knocked out as always, uh, caught up on uh, Invincible, the uh, Amazon Prime series, and uh, got to do a couple of things I've wanted to do. Now, winter is holding on tough here, and I'm hoping that spring comes soon. I mean, come on, enough of the snow and enough of me jabbering about how my weekend went. Today, I'm going to start a uh, quasi-new thing I'd like to do uh, maybe every few episodes. I don't know. We'll see how this goes because I'm going to riff most of this. But I've had this idea for a while, and it is a what-if idea. <clears throat> and so we're going to go on this journey together. Um, and I'm going to start this off with a fairly big one. I'm going to try not to go into too much detail. And who knows? Maybe this is a 10-minute podcast. Maybe it's a 20-minute podcast. Maybe it's an hour and a half podcast. I don't know. We're going to have to find out. At least up until the point I draw the conclusions. <laughs> As always, guys, make sure, take a moment, follow us here on Culture Jacked. We drop a minimum of five episodes a week. We appreciate everyone that's following us, sharing the content, and uh, dropping a review. So the big unveil is today is a what if, Okay. Now, again, we're going on this journey together, so you're strapped into the seat beside me. We're going to go back in time and then kind of move forward into the future. So to start this, I wanted to say, what if Marvel did not get bought by Disney? Okay, now let's. that's the what if. And so Marvel Company, Marvel Entertainment LLC, a.k.a. a Disney company now, Let's start from the beginning. So it was originally founded in 1939 as Timely Comics, changed over in 1947 to magazine management, and then in 61, they converted over to Marvel Comics. The original founder was Martin Goodman. And as you know, Marvel Comics uh, started in the comic industry, and then in the 50s, they added... Uh, or they also changed the 51 to Atlas Comics. And then in the early 60s, the company launched Fantastic Four in 61, in which was created by none other than Mr. Stanley, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko. And that was really the launch for Marvel with their characters, right? And since then, Marvel created a humongous amount of superheroes from Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, Wolverine, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, uh, Blade, Guardians of the Galaxy, and and Venom, and so many more. Modoc, Mandarin, the list goes on and on. So the question, or not the question, so let's kind of continue building this. So Marvel has an independent comic distributor, not a distributor, they actually distribute to someone and they distribute or they 
the distributor does it. They create the characters, the stories, and everything in between those beautiful pages. So comics took a big decline, all comics, and really so did a lot of the sports collectible cards in the mid to late 90s due to overproduction um, and, and to some degree lack of interest because of the internet. So the internet came in and provided a ton of entertainment, new entertainment, new so much so that it changed the world forever, right? Well, at the cost of comics and Marvel being one of those companies that, yes, they had a Saturday morning cartoon or they had several, but they were still kind of pigeonholed with what they were creating. They had a bunch of failed movie attempts um, through the years. They did the Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. They did uh, Nick Fury with uh, David Hasselhoff and, and a bunch of other things. Now, in the late 90s, as we know, uh, let's see, Sony ended up getting the rights for Spider-Man because, again, Marvel was in kind of a position to where they're like, hey, we got to grow this thing. We need money. We're seeing a big decline in comic sales and in sales in general. What can we do? And so they sold the rights to uh, Sony. I believe it was in, what, 1998? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so they did that with anticipation to create Spider-Man movies because if the movies are successful, it will bring people back to the comics, to the action figures and everything in between, right? I mean, that makes sense. It still does that to the, today. However, they're backed by the big boys at Disney and different different uh, direction we're going to go. But I just want to explain this a little bit. <clears throat> so Spider-Man goes over to Sony and starts to help build, you know, build it up. However, it, it's just not quite enough. Um Fox picked up some stuff, um, some IPs, which is them just licensing essentially the uh, intellectual property. We can use Spider-Man however we see fit within the movie slash cartoon genre, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sure there's some deal uh, with uh, the rights for characters and how how that line is drawn. Fox is the same and then years Years come later to the Disney acquisition. Now, I'm explaining this up front just so we can paint this picture. So Fox has some characters, Spider-Man or Sony has some characters. And then in August 31st of 2009, the Walt Disney Company announced a deal to acquire Marvel Entertainment for $4 billion. Okay, the uh, voting occurred and, and it was finalized by December 31st and the merger was approved. And since then, there was obviously some licensing agreements with Netflix to take on, you know, Luke Cage and to take on uh, the Punisher, Jessica Jones and Iron Fist and all of those. But what else was to come? Well, Iron Man got produced and Iron Man launched like a rocket. And then Captain America got produced. And then so many of these other IPs got produced and it produced billions and billions of dollars of revenue, of entertainment, and the modern superhero movies that we know and love today, with the exception of DC, of course, and some of the uh, one-off characters and and stories like The Boys on Amazon. 
or the independent guys. So at that time, though, this is this is where the what if comes in. If you look back and think about this. If we looked back and we'll say it was the early 2000s and we'll act like the Sony deal never happened and we'll act like the Fox deal never happened or any of these other deals happened. And it's just Marvel sitting there. Now, before I explain what could have happened with Marvel, remember that DC, let me pull this back up here. DC, their, their main competition, DC Comics. Let's see, where did I, I had this pulled up here because it's, oh, there we go. Which is, you know, Batman, Superman. Started 34, National Allied Publications. They did a bunch of things. Um, But currently, DC Comics is owned, I believe, by Warner Brothers. DC, oh, yeah, it's a subsidiary of Warner Brothers, Global Brands and Experiences, a division of Warner Brothers, which is a subsidiary of AT&T's Warner Media. So I bring this up because obviously Warner Media, let me see if I can see how big. Oh, it doesn't say. Anyways, these guys are juggernauts in the in, in the space. So um total assets 550 billion. Jesus. Revenue in 2020 was 170 billion. Um so that's where DC's at and DC also had cartoons and and a lot of things and they were fortunate enough to work with Warner Brothers to produce the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. And yeah, they've had some failures, whatever. So, but consider this though. All of those Avenger movies, the Ant-Man movies, the Captain America movies, the soon-to-be Black Widow movie, and all of this. Take a big step back. What if, like, Warner Brothers had bought Marvel or or, uh, AT&T? Wouldn't that have been crazy? Or what if Sony had bought Marvel at the time? For $4 billion, I mean, $4 billion is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But $4 billion in the big picture in all the IPs that they got, with the exception of what had happened with uh, Sony and Fox, not a big deal when you're, you know, $4 billion when Endgame made over a billion and is in in uh, competition with Avatar for the highest grossing movies of all time, where one investment, you know, one movie, and granted it cost them, it cost them a half a billion or whatever to make it, or 480 million or whatever the number was. <clears throat> but that was under the direction of Kevin Feige and the Disney team that, that essentially took over the studio portion of those movies. So, all things considered, it's not to say that any other company could have produced or reproduced any of that, any of the stuff that was created. But to think back to the you know mid 2000s, what if someone else bought them? What would it look like today? And that's really the question. That's really the journey we're on. So if you look at Sony, I mean, you know, I mean, we saw we saw the early day Spider-Man. We've seen recreations of of what they did. And then most notably, um, in the Spider-Man world, aside from the uh, recent Tom Holland adaptations, was the uh, you know the Spider-Man into the Multiverse, the cartoon or animated series or or not series animated movie, which has done great with Miles Morales and all of that, 
and you consider it's like, would they have even gone into a direction of big movies? Would they have, if Sony bought them, or would they have just kept all the IPs and done animated movies or their own spinoffs? Now, if you flip it, with not a lot of praise, Fox had the X-Men and a lot of hit and misses, to put it nicely. But what if they had bought them? Granted, they didn't because they obviously sold out at, at a point. But to just consider that, it's it's a pretty wild thought, right? I think the Warner Brothers thing would have been nuts had Warner Brothers bought them and then owned all of those IPs or the bulk of those IPs, even if it was in 2008, 2009. That would have been absolutely crazy. I don't think that any of these other production companies or companies as a whole would have been as successful or would have produced the content that we know and love today. I do think that uh, like Fox um, would have, would have had some issues. And, and when you consider that though, because of Iron Man, because of Captain America, they set the bar so high that it forced other movies to be better or you weren't going to make the money and you weren't going to, produce the content and that to me is just so wild to think uh the casting the the uh writing the cinematography the directors that have came out of those again would our expectations would the uh fandom continued the way it has had it been with sony fox warner brothers or maybe a third party that i'm not thinking of <clears throat> i don't think it would have i think the plan and strategy that the group at Disney has created what they have created um, is a phenomenon and a legacy. And they've created a monster, a machine, a thing that is going to outlet, uh, you know, outlive most of us, but most importantly, a thing that is tangible because of the construction of, of what it is. And, the speculation of what's to come. However, if you take a step back too, with like uh, Taika Waititi, had he got on with one of these other companies earlier to do a Thor movie or whatever, it could have been a great movie given the same director, similar writing style. So I don't know. I, I just find it to be a crazy conversation on what if Marvel went a different direction? Right. What if Marvel went over to like Wizards of the Coast and they started doing more more cards and they got into the card thing and never even got into movies? Just think about that. Superhero movies in the genre, would it have suffered? Would it have grown to the degree in which we know and love it as today? Or would it would DC be the reigning champion through and through? And then some of the third parties like we've seen, like we've seen with Invincible, like we've seen with the boys and, and some of these others. It's a question that I ask you. So drop a comment down below. I'm, I'm interested to think uh, that it probably would not be the uh, landscape that we know today. I think uh, depending on the company, if it was Warner brothers, they would have tried and tried again. I think there would have been a lot more repeat failures. Fox, I think would have, kept developing their style of movie um, with some hits and misses, probably fading the, uh, the, the, the whole shoot and match and Sony Sony's hard too. I think Fox and Sony are, are, are harder to uh, 
to do there. But what if Netflix would have bought them? Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? If Netflix came in and swooped in, they, they weren't big enough at the time. But if they were, if it was for sale now for $4 billion or $3 billion, whatever, right now when Netflix swooped in and bought them, I think Netflix is one of the creators that would make it insanely big or could make it insanely big. Um, but what do you think? What What if Marvel did not get purchased by Disney? I, I find that to be an extremely fun and interesting conversation. And one of the reasons this came to mind is there's actually a Marvel uh, series through via, I, I, I don't know if it was the X-Men or it was just Marvel as a whole. I've got a couple of the comics and recently I was looking at some comics and uh, there's a whole series based around what if. And I thought it would be kind of fun to uh, do that for this one to see kind of how does it go? How does it flow? Does it make sense? Is this a boring dialogue? Is this fun to talk about? Um, but it opens up <clears throat> to so many different topics and so many different discussions on what if this happened as opposed to that. And then considering it and uh, talking about it. Cause I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a fun, a fun conversation. Now, if all of those were under one house to, oh, Fantastic Four, you know, if like uh, Fantastic Four is one, I feel like we have yet to see justice to as far as the creation. And yes, there's speculation that Fantastic Four uh, has something in the future. Is John Krasinski tied to it? Is he not? Um, but the IP from these other individuals, with the exception of Sony, is uh, really not there anymore. So with having all of the rights or redeeming the rights after purchasing Fox, Disney now, with the exception of, you know, Venom and Spider-Man and all of that, it's, it's pretty much car blanc on which direction they want to take us in the future. And that in itself is interesting. So we should have a really bright future with Disney and everything else in which also leads us to what else is going to come from DC because they are, owned by Warner Brothers and, and uh, AT&T above them, you know, and it should bring heavy competition and uh, a lot of really innovative and cool things to the cinema as far as superheroes go. Now, publication-wise, um, I believe, and I'm not 100% certain, I think they left all the publication stuff kind of the way it was because now with... Marvel blowing up and DC, you know, running with uh, a lot of good movies. Now it has reinvigorated the comic market a lot. In fact, uh, it's crazy. And and I think COVID may have had some, some to do with that too, with people being stuck at home, but because of all of the, the stuff that's coming out, it really, really relit the fire on what the possibilities are for, all of the comic companies, but most importantly, the characters and stories that have been created within these guys and the potential for the big screen. And we're going to continue to see, in my opinion, we're going to continue to see great things from Marvel, from DC, and we're finally going to get the opportunity to, because of their successes, some of these third-party companies being able to come forward, like the show Boys, or I announced this the other day in the Weekend Wire, uh, Berserker from Boom Studios, a comic book uh, created by Keanu Reeves and the team at Boom Studios <clears throat> is supposed to be gearing up for an animated show and a movie series or TV series through 
Netflix. So it's awesome how some of this can propel uh, into the others, but we don't want to forget, you know, (laughs) I don't want to forget. I shouldn't say we, I don't want to forget that DC comics and Marvel comics, both of these guys are almost a hundred years old or getting close, getting really close to a hundred years old. And the characters and the stories that have been created within their companies are ones that are going to live. I hope for generations and generations and generations and generations far beyond me. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens because you never know. I mean, one of these other uh, shows could pop really hard and then they get on a runner and they're, they're the next billion dollar thing. And then they get leverage and maybe they buy another one. Image Comics. Uh, I think they're one of the guys that are up and maybe we'll do a what if for Image Comics because of Spawn, because the pit, because of Wildcats and all of the stuff there. I think that's a fun conversation. So back to the topic at hand. What if Marvel did not get bought by Disney? So we talked about the good things, like if Netflix would have bought them, which they couldn't at the time, or if Warner Brothers could have bought them, or if Fox Studios, which really couldn't afford them either. But if one of those guys would have bought them, that side of it. However, what if they weren't purchased at all? Well, that could have been a tragic story and one that I wouldn't have wanted to face because of living with the X-Men from from childhood and wanting to share what that experience was with my kids and uh, the Spider-Man and the Hulk and Captain America. And to see a, co- a company like that fade would have been it would have been sad it would have been uh kind of lame i'm sure some of the ips could have been parsed off and sold to dc comics or to some of these independents or or maybe an amazon company would have bought them in fact i bet you amazon would have been one of the ones that's like fuck we should have bought them when they were for sale for four billion because amazon um with running capital and how they do things they could have probably made something big out of it but my point is had they not gotten bought or not merged to some degree, I think they would have been in for some uh, some rough times. And we got to consider if none of those IPs were developed into large movies, we would have been stuck with what was being developed at DC with Warner Brothers, which was good. Don't get me wrong, which was it was it was good stuff, but not enough to, in my opinion, not enough to move the market that the way that. Marvel's been doing it. And the reason I say that is because you take the last couple of years with all the Avengers stuff, the Iron Man stuff, the Captain America stuff, uh, Black Widow's coming out soon. We got WandaVision. We got uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier. We got Loki coming. I mean, so much stuff. Uh, Black Panther came out. Every one of those IPs over the last five years, every one of them with announcements through watching the series, has ignited a fire under the key issues that have those characters and the sub issues that have those characters as well as a third or fourth or fifth appearance or a specific storyline, which is absolutely staggering to see and to understand from a collector and hobbyist standpoint that some of these comics were virtually worthless or close to a couple of bucks for a comic that's 30, 40 years old. And now because of the show's, and the in the, the reignited interest in them, they're now, you know, thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars, depending. And it's very specific. I'm not going to get into that. But 
something to consider because had they not sold, maybe they cut down half the production and all we're getting is Spider-Man and X-Men now for comics or, or what have you years later if they would have survived uh, through time. That, I think, wraps it up, guys. That is the what if Marvel did not get bought by Disney. It was a fun topic to talk about. I think I'm going to create a couple more of these, and uh, maybe we'll run this every other week or once a month or whatever I see fit uh, into the Monday Madness episode. That's it, guys. Make sure to drop your comments. What do you think if Disney didn't buy Marvel? What do you think? Drop that comment down below. Uh, We'll try to respond to you. It doesn't matter which uh, podcast platform maybe you're commenting on. Um, Check out our Facebook page at Culture Jack, the podcast. And of course, if you enjoy this content, follow us, share the content, and of course, drop a rating on the podcast as a whole. We appreciate it. And coming up this week, we've got uh, the news on Thursday, the Friday show on Friday, a brand new, uh, we'll be going into episode three of the Falcon and Winter Soldier on Saturday. Sunday is a new weekend wire. More news for you. And then we wrap that run up with another one. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. Thank you. And I'll talk to you in the next one.